you would uh, remain standing and turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 3. This morning we'll be looking at verses 23 through 38. Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 38. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. You're going to have to bear with me. I'm going to butcher some of these names, um, but, uh, but you'll see them there in your Bibles. So Luke, 20, uh, Luke 3, 23 through 38. The genealogy of Jesus Christ. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Matthat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Jani, the son of Joseph, the son of Mattathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Maath, the son of Mattathias, the son of Simeon, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of Joanan, the son of Ressa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adai, the son of Cossum, the son of Elmadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Jorim, the son of Matat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Melia, the son of Mena, the son of Matha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salah, the son of Nashon, the son of Aminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arnai, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxed, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahaliel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. You may be seated. And as you do, if you could please bow your heads and pray with me. Heavenly Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and honoring in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. And it's in Jesus' name alone that we pray. Amen. Well, I'll be honest, that was one of the more tougher passages to read. Um, I'm sure I've got some of those names wrong. Um, but um, but uh, it is very important for us, uh, as we are going through the book of Luke, to read this passage. Um, Normally you would say, you know what, Mike, we see the list there, you can just skip over it, that's fine. Is this really that important? 
but yes, it is important. Uh, that's why we'll be looking at it this morning. Uh, we strongly believe that, as it says in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, that all Scripture is God-breathed, breathed out by God. It is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correcting, and for training in righteousness, even genealogies, uh, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Uh, this is why we, we preach straight through books here, um, and we don't skip around. Uh, I actually read a great example of how this, a genealogy, was used in missions uh, in one of the commentaries that I was reading this past week. Uh, there was a, a Bible translator who was working in a tribe in Papua New, uh, excuse me, Papua New Guinea, and he was translating the book of Matthew, doing the New Testament. And as you may know, Matthew 1 starts off with another genealogy of Jesus, uh, which we'll be talking about this morning as well. And he decided to initially skip over that passage. It's like, I don't want to, to bog people down with this list of names. I want to start with chapter 2, uh, with the life of Christ. Uh, but at the end, he came back, he translated it, he figured out what would be the best way to present that. And so he started reading the book of Matthew to this tribe. And before, he had not been able to, in a sense, make any inroads. He felt like he wasn't getting anywhere. And so he began to read through the book of Matthew to them. Uh, and as he did, he began to see their faces just light up. And after he was done reading the genealogy of Jesus... Um, the, the tribe, in a sense, was just ecstatic. Their response was, wait a minute, do you mean that this Jesus was a real person? He's like, genealogies, that's, that's what we do. We know who our ancestors are. We thought that this Jesus was just a white man's tale. But now we know, now we know that Jesus is real because uh, we know his tree. Um, I think that's a, a pretty amazing story, that God can use anything in his word, and he uses all of his word um, for, uh, so that we might be thoroughly equipped, uh, as it says in 2 Timothy. So this morning we're going to look at the genealogy of, of Jesus. Um, I have a book uh, that is very fond uh, to me, um, but anyone outside of my family uh, probably wouldn't appreciate it as much. Um, it is a book of my mother's family. It's uh, their family tree uh, that they um, one of the members in her family had put this together. Uh, spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it. There is pictures uh, of families. There is birth and death certificates, um, marriage certificates, things like that. And um, it, it is very precious to me. Um, one of the most special pages in it, uh, I'll show you guys from up here, is a, is a picture of sorry, you'll have to bear with me. <laughs> uh, this is my grandfather and, uh, and his wife, my grandmother, uh, Henry and Anna Lorup is their name. Um, Ed, I could answer your question. My mother's maiden name was Lorup. Um, it is a good Dutch name. Uh, too bad Ron and Sharon are downstairs, but Valerie, you'll understand. Um, 
my family is Dutch. We are uh, a Dutch family. The Nanks, you guys will understand this as well. Um, the reason that I appreciate that picture so much is because is because I never got to meet my grandfather, and I wish that I had, um, because I am named after him. Uh, his name was Henry. My middle name is Henry. Uh, Oliver, my son's middle name, is Henry. Uh, the oldest cousins, who were boys on my mother's side, uh, their middle names are all are all Henry as well. Um, my, the reason I never got to meet my grandfather is because he was killed before I was born. Uh, my parents got married in uh, the early 70s, and, and about a year after they were married, uh, my grandfather was, uh, was actually shot in Chicago. He was a milkman. He was on his route, and um, uh, a couple of men came up and uh, um, attempted to rob him, and in the process... Uh, he was shot and he was killed. Um, I wish that I would have known my grandfather because uh, from everything that I've heard about him, um, he was a very kind and gracious man uh, who loved the Lord, um, who loved his family. And um, I am proud to carry his name and uh, to pass that down as well in in my family. Uh, This morning we get to look at Jesus and his heritage, where he has come from, um, to look at what made him, in a sense, who he is. Uh, As we look at the genealogy of Jesus here, Uh, Luke puts this in his gospel, not at the beginning, as Matthew did, but he puts it right here as Jesus is about to start his ministry. Um, We have read about um, John the Baptist and what he has started to do. We just recently read about the baptism of Jesus. And now Jesus is about to to start his about three, three and a half year ministry. And Luke puts it here so that before we see what Jesus does, we get a sense of who he is. Before we see the amazing things that he is about to accomplish, we've got to know and understand where he has come from, who his family is. It's a big deal. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, Matthew also has a genealogy of Jesus. It's in Matthew chapter 1, uh, verses 1 through 17. But there's a problem. These genealogies are extremely, extremely different. Uh, There's a few similarities. Um, The the genealogy in Matthew and in Luke both list Joseph as the father of Jesus. But then both of them take divergent paths. Um, As you see in Luke, it lists the grandfather of Jesus as Heli. H-E-L-I. In Matthew, it lists the grandfather of Jesus as Jacob. Um, That's where the differences start, and there's many. Uh, There are many people who are listed in Luke that are not even listed in Matthew. There's more people in Matthew 
than are listed, or in, excuse me, in Luke than are listed in Matthew. Uh, Luke also goes not just to Abraham, which Matthew does, but he goes all the way back to Adam and to God, uh, which we'll talk about why he does that in a minute. Uh, in Luke, one of the things that we don't see as well, uh, a lot of these names are unfamiliar, very unfamiliar. Um, in Matthew, we see a lot of familiar names, like the kings of Israel. If you notice here in Luke's genealogy, you get down to, to verse 31 and you see the name David. You're like, David, I know David. He had a son, Solomon. But that's not the genealogy that Luke lists here. The, the son of David is Nathan. Nathan, who is a little-known son of David, also from Bathsheba. We read about him in 1 Chronicles 3, verse 5. Uh, this is the extent of him in the Bible. Um, just one verse, and he's just listed as one of David's sons. As I said before, Matthew goes to, to Abraham, and he has these nice, neat divisions where he lists 14 generations, uh, three divisions of 14 generations each, uh, going all the way back to Abraham. But what Luke does is he goes all the way back to the beginning, to Adam, to the Son of God. And um, for Matthew, the number of generations means a lot. He lists 14 generations and three of each. Uh, numbers have a very significant meaning in the Bible. Uh, seven is a number of perfection. Fourteen is like double perfection. Uh, three, obviously, you talk about the Trinity. Uh, it's a very, uh, very godly number. And so we see, even in the numbers of Matthew's genealogy, uh, that it is saying something uh, about this and about Jesus. Um, in Luke, the numbers don't, don't mean as much to him. So what do we make of two very different genealogies? Does the Bible contradict itself? Um, is one really Jesus' um, genealogy and the other is not? Well, there's a poem that I came across this past week that uh, really helps to explain uh, what's going on here and how we can approach this. And it's a, a poem by Francis Quarles. He says, When two evangelists, or two writers of the Gospels, when two evangelists seem to vary, in one discourse, they're, they're diverse, not contrary. One truth doth guide them both, one spirit doth direct them, doubt them, to believe them both. So what's going on here is not contradiction, it's just diversity. What is each person doing here in their genealogy? Well, Matthew was writing to convince his fellow Jews that Jesus was their long-awaited king that he was their Messiah. And he was writing specifically to, to a Jewish audience. And so he highlighted certain aspects of who Jesus was that the Jews would recognize, that they would appreciate, that would be significant to them. He was highlighting the, the line of kings. Um, he stopped with Abraham because we see him as, as the father of the Jewish nation. But Luke's audience was very different. Luke's audience was Greek. They were Gentiles. He's not trying to convince Jews here. Instead, he's trying to convince non-Jews that this Jesus is their Savior as well. In fact, Jesus is the Savior of the entire world. And this is why he highlights some of the things that he does in Jesus' family tree. So these, these accounts, they, they don't contradict each other. They're just 
diverse. Well, what, what accounts for their diversity then? Um, why, why are some people listed in one? Why is David's son Nathan in one and David's son Solomon in the other? How can, how can this possibly coincide? Well, there's a couple of theories, and uh, I'm going to share a couple with you this morning. Um, that, um, that, to be honest, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't, uh, I'm not exactly sure why, why we have these differences or whose genealogy this is. Uh, there, there's two main theories that, that people profess to. Uh, one is that this is Joseph's genealogy, and one it, found in Luke. And the other is that this is actually Mary's genealogy that we find here in Luke. Well, the question is, is if this is Joseph's genealogy, and Joseph's genealogy is in Matthew, why are they different? Well, there's one that could trace the biological bloodline, which is what we find in Luke, the biological bloodline, uh, and that fits with why he's writing. Uh, but in Matthew, we, we see the royal succession. Uh, the great theologian uh, of the, the 20th century, J. Gresham Machen, really promoted this view. Uh, he said that since Matthew was writing so that the Jews might believe and understand that Jesus was the true king of Israel, that's why he focused on that, the royal succession. Uh, that's why he, he used the kings. Uh, Luke was writing for a different audience, so he used not necessarily the royal bloodline, uh, but the biological bloodline. Uh, will we know if that's actually true or not? I don't know. We, we can't really say for sure. Um, there are those who promote uh, that this is actually Mary's genealogy. Because uh, one of the things that Luke does in his gospel is he focuses a lot of attention on Mary, on the person of Mary. Uh, we see in Luke that the angel comes to Mary to, to announce to her that she is going to, to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Luke focuses a lot of attention on women in his gospel. Uh, and so um, many theologians also believe that, that we're looking at Mary's genealogy here. Uh, if you look at uh, verse 23, it says that Jesus being the son as was supposed of Joseph. We know that Jesus uh, did not share any DNA with Joseph. Obviously, he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit in the Virgin Mary. And so, the, the running theory is, if this is Mary's genealogy, then why isn't she listed? Why doesn't it say Mary? Uh, Jesus, the son of Mary. Um, it could have been that Mary's father, which is Heli, uh, we know from extra-biblical sources, the Talmud, uh, that Mary's father was actually Heli. Um, that possibly Mary's father didn't have any sons. And so he adopted Joseph as his son, and therefore we have this genealogy going through, in a sense, Mary's family, and uh, not through Joseph's. Um, but if this is Mary's genealogy, and if Matthew's is still Joseph's, um, obviously Mary and Joseph would be related in some way, very distantly. Uh, they would probably be cousins, both in the line of David, because as we see here, it doesn't matter which genealogy, if it's Mary or Joseph, or if they're both Joseph. Both claim that Jesus comes from the line of David. And that is very, very important. So um, both of these theories are interesting. Um, you know, you can go into a lot of debates. Whose who's is it really? Um, each of them have their merit. 
Um, but in trying to reconcile these two genealogies, we can't lose sight of what God is revealing to us through his word. So what is Luke, through this genealogy, trying to teach us? And here's our application for this morning. Um, first of all, what we can learn is that Jesus was a real person. This is very important for us to know and to recognize. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this tribe in Papua New Guinea that this translator w- was trying to reach with the gospel, they understood after seeing and hearing Jesus' genealogy, they were convinced that he was a real person. Luke, we know that what he is doing in his gospel is he is trying to assure and convince Theophilus, who's writing to, that the things that he has seen and been taught are true. Jesus existed. He was a real person. Here is his family. You can trace his lineage. I'm not lying. These things are true. Jesus is real. And this is where he has come from. He has come from the line of David. He has fulfilled promises uh, as God said. So Luke is giving legitimacy here to Jesus by establishing him in history, by recording his family tree. And now thousands of years later, after Luke had been writing, uh, we can also see the legitimacy of Jesus and know that he was a real person. Uh, The person of Jesus is obviously under attack in our culture. Uh, We can look at his genealogy and know that he did exist. He was a real person with a real history, with a real family tree. It's not some fairy tale. It's not some white man's tale that we have made up. He is not a figment of our imagination. Jesus is real. He was a living and breathing human being. This is important for us because last week when we looked at the baptism of Jesus, we looked at the fact that God... um, Uh, sent the Holy Spirit that descended on Jesus like a dove, and we heard the voice of God the Father saying, This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. Last week, we we see the divinity of Jesus. We see the fact that He is God's Son. This week, we see that Jesus was a living and a breathing human being. That Jesus not only was divine, but He was human. The dual nature of Jesus is such an important doctrine for us to understand. Jesus was fully God and fully man all at the same time. Our Shorter Catechism, the the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question and answer 21, says, who is the Redeemer of God's elect? And the answer is, the only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who being the eternal Son of God, divine, became man, human, and so was and continues to be both God and man in two distinct natures and in one person forever. The Nicene Creed, which came out of the Council of Nicaea, where they were debating Uh, whether or not Jesus was actually divine, um, says this, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, 
the only begotten Son of God, His divinity. Begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. He is divine. Who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the, by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. He is divine and he is human together. Two natures in one person at the same time. So why is this important for us? Why are these theological distinctions so important? Why did he need to be divine and human all at the same time? Well, he had to be divine because he had to be perfect. Only God could live a perfect life. If Jesus wasn't perfect, then he could not be a sacrifice for our sins. He could not accomplish atonement for our sins. You see, because of our sin, any mere human being would have fallen into a sin and could not have, uh, and would have justly deserved God's wrath. But because Jesus was God, because he lived a perfect life, he was not subject to the wrath of God. Yet he willingly took on himself God's wrath for us in our place. He could take God's wrath for us as our substitute. But why is it important that he was a human being, as this genealogy of Luke here suggests? Why is that important? Well, we are the ones who sinned. We have sinned against God. Human beings, we are the ones who have fallen short of the glory of God, as it says in Romans 3, verse 23. We are the ones who deserve the punishment for our actions. We deserve to suffer the consequences. God does not deserve to suffer consequences for our sins. We deserve it. Um, If one of my child acts out and misbehaves, uh, it is not right for me to punish the other child for something that someone else did. Instead, God's wrath must be poured out on human beings because we are the guilty ones. If Jesus wasn't human, we would still remain in our guilt. God's wrath against sinful humanity would still remain. But as the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 2, verse 17, that he, meaning Jesus, had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and a faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. So we praise God for the fact that Jesus was and is both God and man in two natures in one person forever. In other words, we can thank God that Jesus has a genealogy, that he is like us. And what, what uh, Luke does in his genealogy here, as I mentioned previously, is he traces it all the way back to Adam, the son of God. And so by tracing Jesus all the way back to Adam, all the way back to the beginning, to the son of God, Luke is telling his readers and all of us a very important thing. 
that Jesus is not just for the Jews. No, he is for all people. And that's great news for us, because if that was not the case, we would not be here this morning. We wouldn't be here. Instead, the gospel is for all people, and it is intended for us to give away. Uh, This morning in our call to worship, we read from Psalm 100. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And it ends with, For the Lord is good, and His steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. Um, This genealogy of Jesus shows the faithfulness of God throughout all generations. Uh, Way back in Adam, in Genesis 3, verse 15, after the fall, God promised us that He would send a Redeemer. That He would send one who would crush the head of the serpent. That even though He would strike His heel, the serpent would, that He would send someone who would crush the serpent's head. Um, generation upon generation upon generation later, he did. He sent someone in the form of Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man, to be the Savior of all people. Um, I don't know what what Jews would think in the time of of the writing of the Gospels, uh, but I'm sure that they they would be mystified. They would be blown away by the fact that God would use a Gentile to write an account of the Jewish Messiah. They didn't have the concept that Jesus, that their Messiah was going to be for all people. They knew that they were God's chosen, and they were. But God was using them to save the world. Not just Israel, but the world. So that the whole world um, might share in the glory of, of God. That the Spirit of God might, might cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. This is what we see in Luke's genealogy as he traces it all the way back to Adam. And because the gospel is for all people, it is intended for us to give it away. Uh, the gospel is the good news is that Jesus saves sinners. All Sinners, regardless of your age, your sex, your race, your ethnicity, your education level, what car you drive, what sports teams you like, it does not matter. The gospel is for all, because we are all sinners. So even through the genealogy of Jesus, God is calling us to repent of our sin and to believe the gospel, because whoever we are, Wherever we have come from, the gospel is for us. God is calling all people to admit the fact that we are sinners, to repent of our sin, and to place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And God's offer of salvation is open to all people who confess. Confess with their mouth and believe in their hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit and to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Our most gracious God and our Father in heaven, uh, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for all of it. We know that it is profitable, uh, every word of it, Lord, 
uh, for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness so that the man of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And we thank you that your son Jesus Christ has a genealogy, that he has a family tree, that we know that he is real. We know where he has come from, that you have kept your promises uh, that you have made to Adam, to Abraham, to David, uh, Lord, that you keep your promises to us. And I thank you that Jesus was and continues to be both fully God and fully man. That he was able to take our sin upon himself because he was God. And that because he was us, because he was human, he could suffer God's wrath and take it for us on our behalf. Lord, thank you. And I pray that we would trust, that we would believe the gospel, and that we would give it away to all people. Lord, we thank you that you are saving the world, that you are saving your people from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation. Lord, we thank you even for saving us. I pray that we would rest upon you alone for salvation as it is offered to us in the gospel. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.